Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition, right here on the net. New England Talks. That's right. That's right. And it's not a And Tojinet. And... Yeah, whatever else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're just talking about yeah. it. And the Ghost Chronicles page. Morning Edition page. Yes. Yeah, where well, you can actually watch us, see us, see my beautiful pink hues versus Lou's pale action deadness. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. As I said that, I just lost my pinkness. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I got toned down. Why don't we cross post these shows, by the way? I have no idea. Why don't you is. cross? Why don't you cross post Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition on Ghost Chronicles and International Edition and stuff like that? I don't know what you mean. Post cross them on post. multiple pages. We have a page for each individual show. What do you mean post them? Well, for example, Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition is only on the Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition Facebook page. Yes, should be on the Ghost also, Chronicles International and the and that page too and it's usually on the ghost chronicles radio page which is for our patreon listeners yep. but uh usually and i don't think i did it this morning because once again i lost power <laughs> <laughs> but um put the actual video on it yeah post the show i usually keep them separate but i know but let you know should i do a ghost chronicles radio page maybe just shove it all on one play page but I already got three pages, so a four page or whatever yeah. the hell it is now. But people who like any of the individual shows will probably like all of the shows. Well, people like the different shows for the different reasons. I mean, each show is in total, entirely different. I understand. You know, they're they're not like each other. Which, but if you don't like that particular show, just keep scrolling. What's yeah, the big some deal? some people love you know the international show. Some people love the next generation show. Some people love I love this the show. international show and the next yeah. generation show. I'm just saying that yep. that's some people do. They they listen to this one, but they won't listen to the other ones. What I'm saying. Yeah. But anyway, what do I know? You <laughs> say freeze. Did you freeze? No. Yeah, yeah. I did for a minute. So oh, that's anyway. right. Steve's coming again this year, huh? Yeah, he'll be here in for a spirit quest. Yep, spirit quest uh, September 30th, October 1st and 2nd. So we'll have Steve in studio. Uh, possibly. Oh, Steve's gonna come. Possibly. Yep. We'll see. Okay. I'm low-key in a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, he'll probably be here. Yep. I know we're not going to do the TV show, so, I mean, Next Generation, so. Okay. Yeah, it's just logistically, it's a pain. Well, listen, if you, don't, <laughs> if you don't want Steve to come on the show, that's fine. No, 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 he's fine. He's fine. He's yep. annoying as hell. That's, <laughs> you know, my type of guy. It's kind of a speciality here. Yeah, I know it is. If it's annoying, it's us. Yeah. So, um, do you get rewards on your credit cards and stuff? I don't. I mean, all your credit cards, all your you, you well, know, supermarket, sh well, all I kinds don't. of stuff. First of all, I don't have a ton of credit cards. Secondly, okay. I don't use them unless I have to. Okay. But I guess I have an American Express Blue, which has grocery rewards, and yeah. you know, I think that's. So you're not a big reward dude, though. No, but I I've always wanted to get into it, but the deals I don't know the deals are just weird. Like I use my well, that's not true. I have Discover card and I have uh, TD Bank card. And do you pay any annual fees? No. Yeah, say I would never do that. No, I said no. No, I said yeah. I said yes. I would never do that. I mean, no, know? I would never pay annual fees. I thought you right. said no. Yeah, no, I would. No, but I would never do that. To, just to give you an idea, right? Mm -hmm. Like my Discover card, uh, which shows you how much I use it, is you know you can get five percent on certain items nice which is that's you know, worthwhile but it runs three it runs three months so like it might be food stores right this month it's gas stations but to give you an idea i just got two home depot gift cards from them really uh two, because of rewards two 100 gift oh. cards from them. and because TD, of rewards you accrued or yes yeah. and td bank uh, you know i i get Home Depot rewards for them because you know the love shack needs a lot of love, yeah. <laughs> and and that's what I use it for. So I, I get that. Now you know you have to spend a bunch of money to get exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. 
but uh you know right now the way the situation is i have to anyway so it doesn't really matter yeah it, it just sucks but uh anyways yeah so that's good and plus the 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 um discover card on your gift cards you get them for less than their face value oh i see okay so you're making even more there too yep. so it's well worth it and and like i said so I, how much do you get a hundred dollar home depot gift card for? probably 90 bucks or something it's okay. 10 bucks but 10 hey. bucks is 10 bucks right yeah. i think it's 10 percent on that i'm pretty sure it's 10 percent. sure so nothing and, wrong with that no it's good but you know, everybody ha has rewards except you. <laughs> well, I do have some rewards. <laughs> and, you know, they they all think like this is a big deal, right? Yeah. Now, I've been married for 50 years. <laughs> and yeah. we had rewards back then. Did you? Yeah. And I'll show them to you. Oh, my God. Green stamps. Green stamps, my yeah. friend. I remember the green stamps. Do you stamps. remember the green stamps? I do. See, there's your green stamps. Look at that. So you got these books. Yeah. I'm surprised I never turned these in, by the way. This this is worth some good. That's books. what I was going to ask where you came up with these. So these are the ones that you stored. These are mine. Look, at, I found them the other day. Yeah. Look at that. Those are tens. What's the cash value on them? I have no Can idea. Can you still get the cash value? I doubt it. I doubt <laughs> they're even around. It's a Spiri Hutchison company. Yeah. Uh, basically, if you spent cash, you got these uh stamps and you could get these stamps and they had a catalog and you could go and get sh stuff out of it and to be honest with you it was good stuff oh yeah i got a um and i still have okay i still have a maple bookcase that i got with my green stamps do you yeah and you still have it i still have it still wow. use it and it's a good shape i you know i've gotten lamps from them uh got silverware all kinds of cool stuff you looking up i'm looking can you uh can you still redeem green Ooh, let me shield, know. green shield stamps is that the same thing uh it just says green stamps okay sperry hutchison was the company sperry and hutchison still redeem green stamps green stamps are offered in certain regions beginning in 1896 but wow widely distributed widely most widely distributed in the u.s from 1930s to 1980s with a peak in the 60s and 70s did you know you can still redeem any you might find lying around really yes snh is still in business only altered for the digital world Ooh. i gotta go now i gotta go find it in the article it says here cash value 300 stamps equals 50 cents uh, and a complete book of 1,200 stamps is two, $2. Where are you reading, though? In the green stamp book. Okay, well, that was, what, 40 years ago, right? 40 years ago. Yeah. 50 years ago. Sperry and Hutchinson no longer has redemption centers, but the company does offer online redemptions. The company is called SNH Greenpoints, and its website is greenpoints.com. Are you kidding me? Launched in 2000. I've got tons of these. If you found a few books of stamps in the back of the drawer, they can be redeemed for gift cards at SNH Online Rewards Catalog. Oh, I love you, Luke. <laughs> you know what I'm going to be doing when I get home? Do you have any idea how much you have there? Uh, look at all these books. I got to, I want to see how many books I got here. Hold oh, on. no. It says the SNH Green Points program is discontinued. What? You build me up, tear me down. SNH Green. Well, I don't know. When, when was this dated? When was this article dated? Damn. It doesn't have a date on it. Oh, no. April 25th, 2016. So effective April 4, 2020. We're also no longer accepting or redeeming SNH green points here. SNH green stamps are no longer valid and we're no longer accepting them. They have no value. Thanks a lot. They're being clear. You just made me feel I'm sorry. Good, and then you just ripped the freaking I'm rug right out from I under me. Read the date. That hurts. That really hurts. <laughs> Well, maybe the collectors. Yeah. Maybe well, it has some collection. I'm, I'm going to track it down, and, and I'll I'll uh, I'll see what I can do. People still collect green stamps. Yeah. So, you want to know? You want to know? Yes. A man claimed to have filmed a sparkly UFO, <laughs> which may so also have set off the car alarms. With no explanation. A sparkly. Sparkly. Yeah. Maybe it was like Twilight. <laughs> yeah. 
sparkly vampires. Maybe they have sparkly <laughs> USOs. <laughs> Stephen Wilson, 49, thought he had seen a balloon. <clears throat> that should tell you something. Yep. When he noticed a sparkly thing tumbling through the sky in Newcastle, UK. Oh, freaking UK. They got nothing. Half the people are drunk in the UK. I was going to say, was yeah. it coming out of a pub? What, what yeah. was his last stop? Stephen, Stephen watched uh, for longer. He came to believe it wasn't a balloon. And oh, wait a minute, we do have pictures. Uh, yes, we have pictures. Let me see if. Oh, yeah, that's wow. Look at that. Ooh. What was the guy's name? Uh, Stephen Wilson, uh, UK. This is about four days ago. Let me see if I can get you some information so you could post this. Thing. Let me see. It's on Metro. Uh, man convinced filmed UFO hovering in the skies, and it shows this UFO, which is no, oh, that's not it. Because then I would believe it. Because <laughs> we talked about UFOs last week. Yeah. No, it doesn't come up in a search. Uh, it's on Microsoft. So, uh, oh, wait a minute. Here it is. Uh, MSN.com backslash EN dash US backslash news, backslash world, <laughs> okay, come on. backslash man, man convinced he filmed it. <laughs> you can find just it. going too far. You just email it to me. Email it? <laughs> I could actually send, no, I don't know. I can't do all this. This is like work. So anyways. Uh, Congress holds UFO hearing, unveils never seen before videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. all that. We talked about that. Uh, yes, no, this was, was just five days ago. Yeah, oh, we talked on on the other show. Okay. Uh, he said it moved like a worm. It moved and then changed. Then it moved, then changed. And it looked like it was tumbling all the time. And I should tell you something. I don't know if we have any drones that look like balloons. Once again, it looks like a balloon that people are flying about. But it didn't look like a drone to me. Okay, I have the article here. You do, thank yeah. you. <laughs> but <laughs> why? Why would uh, this is supposed to be a news site, right? Supposedly. Yeah. Let me see if I can. All right. So this is supposed to be a news site. Yeah. And they put this up, which look at that. Ooh, look yeah. at that UFO. Look at that UFO. But then you go down the article, right? And here's the image that they put up. I know it. I know it. They did the same thing on this one. Yeah. Come on, dude. Well, you didn't see the other one. It looks just like a UFO. It looks like a uh, regular flying saucer. Oh, that's why I didn't come up because I was spelling it Stephen with a V. Oh. Uh, Stephen believes he's seen a UFO twice before in 2018 oh, and 2020. Yeah. <laughs> it comes after Yorkshire Russell, Yorkshireman Russ Kellett spoke about life as an alien super soldier trained to fight an ongoing intergalactic war. The 58-year-old from Philly, North Yorkshire, believes he's been fighting for a race of 15-foot aliens since he was 28 years old. <laughs> Biden belonged to the same group, by the way. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, I wish they could just abduct Biden. and would... No, he was one of those Although that UFO would, fighters. That would make freedom fighters. Camilla the president, which would not be a good thing. But I believe she was one of those, too. She may be a lizard, though. I'm not sure. <laughs> the lizard people? <laughs> That rule the world for yeah. us. Yeah. Anyway, that would that absolutely kills me. All right. Uh, okay. The U.S. is opening the department to investigate UFOs. Meanwhile, the U.K.'s Ministry of Defense closed its UFO desk in 2009. <laughs> what does that tell you? Uh, Stephen called his sister over, and she confirmed that. She could see too, see it too. Footage shows the object with lights moving erratically, quite high in the sky. Uh, yeah. yeah. Stephen posted the video on UFO Facebook. <laughs> yep. Where other UFO enthusiasts linked it to an incident in Gateshead on the same day at roughly the same time where car alarms went off. Ooh. So the UFOs have nothing to do but set off car alarms. Right. They're just levitating there, but they, they're setting off car alarms. So I was talking to this person about UFOs, right? Mm -hmm. And You never struck me as being totally enamored with the whole UFO mystery. 
I know I believe they're UFOs, but do I believe they're alien spacecrafts? No. I, okay. We've discussed that before. I'm pretty no, I sure. I just, I'm just trying to make it clear the for UFOs, new listeners. There's something we haven't identified, and, and that's what they are, UFOs. Okay, now, let me they, rephrase the question. You yes. don't believe there have been alien spacecraft? I have my doubts. Yeah. Um, the nearest galaxy is so... Well, to give you I an idea, yep. if there's a map, you can actually go on this map, and it shows you how far... Anything from the United from the Earth has right. reached any in, signal. Yeah. Any signal, right? And it's minute in the it's minute. Yeah. Right? You don't want to tell me about that? Yes. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. So it's minute. So how could they you know, how do they even know we're here, first of all? Out of I mean, you the universe is pretty damn right. big. Right. You know, the old needle in a haystack. Well, you have a better chance finding that needle in, in the haystack than you do right. finding us in the universe. Right. Second of all, the and what have we shown them so far that would attract them? <laughs> Hillary. Yeah, Hillary. Yeah. Hey, did you? See, oh, I'm sorry. Another, another political yeah. thing in there. Uh, Russia banned all the Ameri the Massachusetts delegation except for Liz Warren from Russia. <laughs> I have no clue. I guess Liz India, got an exemption. She got well. She was Indian, so they had to. <laughs> I'm just saying. I have no idea. I read that. I was like, uh, seriously, God. she must be bullshit. It's like, why, why am I exempt? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Anyway. Yeah. So anyways, too far out there to really see. So I, I was talking about somebody about UFOs and they said, well, you know, they have there's, they have technology that we haven't invented yet. I said, yes, but do you also understand the laws of physics? Physics of physics. Yep. Do you understand the physics? Oh, well, you know, that doesn't apply. <laughs> it doesn't apply. Okay. Yeah. And this is the thing that kills me. They're, they wouldn't believe that there's a God or a, a supreme being, right, that created whatever. But yeah. because there's no scientific evidence, <laughs> but they're willing to jump on this that it just is, yeah. just honestly, the two of them is just as big as fairy tales if, if you look at them. There's no really yep. support other than we know that Jesus existed as a man, whoever he was. And if you want more proof that there's no proof. Yeah. Do you ever watch any Gaia shows or anything like that? Oh, please no. Now, Gaia, Gaia is big into aliens, right? Yeah. Is they, it really? They're yeah. huge into aliens, okay. and they do a lot of shows about aliens. You're all into that Gaia stuff, huh? Oh, you do a show, that's why. Well, you've been brainwashed. No, the girls have a Gaia subscription, so uh -huh. I have to sit there and watch it with them God at bless times. You. God bless you. But these are the people who are all for it, right? Mm. They're all for aliens. And you watch the shows, and they, the arguments they make are so bad. It's like, why are you buying into this? It's like, we don't really know that the Egyptians didn't have electricity. Oh, I think we're pretty clear that the Egyptians didn't have electricity. <laughs> you know? It's like things like that. You know, the whole battery thing. You remember the containers that they thought were batteries and stuff like that. But you sit there on, you're sitting there on a quote-unquote documentary on a network. And you're saying, well, we don't know the Egyptians didn't have electricity. Really? So what if they did? I don't get it. What if they did? We're, we're pretty freaking smart. We can do anything. We talked about this on the other show. You know, we, we have things like the Greek fire that, you know, that destroyed ships that we still don't know the formula for. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's alien technology that created it. It was Socrates or whatever his name was. If a society, if an ancient society had electricity, there'd be much, there'd be indisputable have, evidence. There'd be a lot more than, exactly. than that. There'd be freaking toilets. They didn't have flush toilets. I mean, what the hell? If I was on Earth, that's the first thing I'd put in is a freaking flush toilet. Well, see, so you don't need electricity for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but who needs it? Right. Yeah. That's more important. But I mean, it's just the Romans it. figured it out. I, listen, need... I love a good argument. I love to be talked into something I don't yeah. believe in, but just like the arguments are just dumb. They're just stupid. You look at you look at anything. I was um, asked you know, years ago to do a. Um, it's like flat Earth, by the way. It's the same thing. Yeah, the arguments are just. Are you well, kidding me? No, they're they're actually some of their arguments have almost credibility to it. In other words, you can understand them. Okay, if you ignore again physics and certain other okay. things. No, if you ignore other knowledge. If you ignore other knowledge, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but some of this stuff is 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 almost believable. I mean, a lot better than the lizard people. <laughs> the Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I forgot where the hell I'm it sorry. was. <laughs> we're talking about the Egyptian. Oh, we we're talking about UFOs and arguments. Yeah, and... UFOs. Uh, oh, yeah. So years back, at, at Circles of Wisdom asked me to uh, host the Orb movie. This was a documentary all about orbs. Yep. And it, it showed all these things. I should give you this to, to so the girls could watch it. They would love it. Yeah. Yeah, I have it. Has and, Steve seen it? No, I wouldn't put him through that. <laughs> and at the same time, I brought in um, Josh Mantello from Berkshire Paranormal, who, who did a really, really great job on orbs. He did a, a whole thing explaining a lot of orbs, how they, you know, you, a lot of misconceptions about everything else. Yeah. They crucified him in that that class. Oh, yeah. Absolutely crucified yep. him because they believed the, the mumble jumbo that was in this orb movie well, maybe true, but I don't know. But I think it's mumble jumbo. That's my yep. own personal opinion. Um, then, you know, more scientific fact, I guess, scientific or evidentiary yep. stuff. But, this uh, is my whole thing about what what you do and what I've done with you on shows for years and years. I want to get through all the crap arguments because there are crap arguments, and I want to get tons to the, of crap. Arguments. I want to get to the arguments that are compelling. I want to get to the cases that are compelling. You know, but we spend we waste too much time on stupid stuff. And and the, the thing is, unfortunately, is that people will use misconceptions to prove their, their case. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, and that brings me right to this one. OK, for, this is a, a perfect example of it. Mm -hmm. uh, brain power. Yes. OK. Humans use only 10 percent of their brains. That's a falsehood it's absolutely utterly false no yeah. one knows how this myth started but we do know that it was perpetuated for so <laughs> long yeah that people first began making false claims psychics decided that explained why some people had paranormal abilities and others didn't paranormal powers were unleashed in people who had developed uh the use of more than 10 percent of their brain this is their argument. They believe that some regions of the brain, if tapped, could provide psychic abilities. Uh, this certainly helped the bottom line for thousands of books on the subject and uh, also helped a bunch of things. Uh, so yeah. the, the, the truth of the matter is humans use 100% of their brains. That's why they're there. You know, why would we use stuff we ain't going to use? Right. There is a case in point. It's called the, oh, God, hemispherical tomity. Surgical procedure that removes the entire half of the brain yep. is performed. Yep. Uh, the patient becomes paralyzed for half their body. So whatever. Yep. Yeah. So that, that's what I mean. We, we, we came up with this. Somebody came up with this idea. We only use 10% of the brains. Okay. That explains why yep. I have psychic ability. You don't, and, you know, because I've developed more than 10% of my brain. Plus the brain is I'm one of these. smart guy. The brain the is heart. one of these areas of science where we are just, we're not even waiting into into what there is to know about the brain. We don't know much about the we brain. We do know quite a bit. We, yeah. we, you know, people say that, and I, that's another mix, misconception is we do know quite a bit about the brain. We know a lot of regions, what they do and what they have. We know how uh, certain synapses work and how they, they produce this and that and that and what chemicals in our brain affect certain things as well. I mean, we know a lot about the yeah. brain. Do we know everything? Probably not. But we run into situations where someone loses the part of the brain that we think is responsible for a certain function and they still have the certain function or um, it, this whole there are always, chemical imbalance. There are always anomalies right. in things. It's, it's, uh, you got to remember, this is a living, growing organism. Yep. And uh, photographic we, memory, autistic special skills, they're, they're, these yeah, types of things. That's, that's, yeah. Those are explainable. Yeah. You know? I mean, you look at, uh, oh, here's, oh, this one you'd love. Oh, God, I got so many. I mean, this is right up what I was talking about. Uh, where the hell is this stupid thing? Uh, Don, make some noise so that it doesn't sound dead. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for? I don't know. I just find, I'm looking at this thing about, uh, oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, Hyperthymonesia. Imagine in every single detail of everything you experience from the moment of birth. Four people uh, in history have had this ability. It's called hypothermia. Hypothermia, you can describe all trivial details and what happens on any given date in your life. Sounds like hell. 
actually. <laughs> well, she really had a really good life. Sounds like hell. I had a really good life. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't want to remember everything. But I mean, there are exceptions to the rule. They say four, four well, people sure. in history. Yeah. So it, it does, but you know, it's... well, I got this article. It's funny. We were talking about Cora before and I got this article on Cora about the pineal gland, which is a gland in the middle of your brain, basically at the base in the middle of your brain. And they were talking about all these uh, skills that it supposedly gives you like, you know, third eye and, you know, a lot of what you talked about where it's intuition and empathy and, and mediumship and stuff like that might be in this particular gland. And so I sent myself the link. I didn't read the article, but I sent myself the link. And then I said, before I read this article, I'm going to go to WebMD and read up on the pineal gland or something like that, get, yep. a, get a scientific view of it. And the basis of the scientific view is we really don't know much about it. It creates melatonin. Other than that, we really don't know. <laughs> like, That's their job. So what yeah. do you mean we don't really know? So it has a gland that produces melatonin that we use for sleep. So yeah. why would there be other other mystic uh, abilities know. of this gland? Oh no, no, I wasn't even talking about that. I was just, I was just marveling at the fact that the scientific community would look at a part of the brain and go, we really don't know much about it. I don't know. I, I kind of disagree with that. I don't know yeah. the article, so I can't really comment on it, but. We know quite a bit about the brain. I knew I know that we know yeah. how it functions. To give you an idea, there's a guy now. Uh, he's he was a, a, a had a paraplegic, I guess, and he couldn't couldn't move. They they put a chip in his brain, hmm. and he drove a race car. Oh, so this shows you that we can do certain things. Yeah. Now, maybe certain things are done naturally that anomalies, not normals, abnormalies that uh, create something in our brain. So yeah, this, this is fairly new. A guy had a chip implanted in his brain. Now this is something he had to learn because it's connected to the car. We had a special, uh, like a computer in the car and it was there. I mean, it has all kinds of possibilities, which is yeah. absolutely great, you know? It's funny. I just uh, I typed the autocorrect. I typed in what we don't know. What don't we know? Yeah. And then the first one was about the brain. <laughs> okay. What don't we know about the brain? Uh, let me see. Uh, nine unanswered questions about the human brain. How is information encoded by neurons? How do we perceive pain? Why do we sleep and dream? How are memories stored and retrieved? How do we make decisions? How can emotions be regulated? What is intelligence? And how do specialized parts of the brain integrate with one another? So we can measure intelligence. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. If we... We have Mensa, don't we? Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, again. It's like, I don't want to believe it, so I'm not going to say, yeah. Like, well, that doesn't really count. No, I'm not saying it doesn't really count. But well, that's what you're saying. The quality of our... We, we, Mensa is based on IQ, isn't it? So, Which you just said, the, they had no way of measuring. The quality of an IQ test is open to question, isn't it? Is it? I think it can be questioned. You can question anything. Exactly. But that doesn't make it not true. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now you're accepting the science. Really? Uh, eight things we don't know about the brain. What is consciousness? And what is this site, by the way? That that it's it's by what Harvard University, uh, Tufts University. What, what's the, what the, university the is the last producing? one? Uh, I don't know about the last one. Okay. What don't we understand? But uh, someone a question about the brain. Where was I? Okay. And you got to remember, there are rogue scientists in the, in any, uh, or actually rogues in any uh, community that will come up with alternative stuff as well. We know yep. that. Yeah. Uh, which is usually why they get drummed out of the place. <laughs> but anyway. Okay. All right. Just like, I don't know what the Allen Institute is. I'm just trying to find out what the hell about us. I'm trying to find their about us on the page. Oh, that's all right. But anyway, while you're doing that, I, I want to kick out this other thing while I'm at it. Okay, go ahead. And uh, we all know. I think we've run into our walls on this one. <laughs> okay. And it happens, you know. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it is what it is. You don't want to do a penis enlarging, do you? 
you know, can't hurt. <laughs> Excuse me? I am Irish. <laughs> what are you saying, Lou? <laughs> I remember one of my first games at Foxborough, some guy was next, you know, waiting in line for the urinal. He said he suffered from the Irish curse, which was the Irish New England curse. Yeah. I can't even say it now. I was going to say I got down the road and I can't even say it. <laughs> there you go. See, so you started something. You no, yeah, the, I can say it. Let me say it. Put it away. He said, I have six inches of endowment and eight inches of clothing on. <laughs> <laughs> so we know about pareidolia, right? Yes. So you ever looked at the sky and you notice the shape of the animals and clouds? Oh, sure. This is pareidolia. Yeah. It's a psychological phenomenon that is relatively common. This can be affected. Uh, this can this can affect not just sight, but hearing as well, which is why I talk so much about EVPs. Uh, the case of people who hear voices when uh, playing music backward. John is dead. John is dead. <laughs> well, many modern so-called miracles, uh, which religion images appear in items like toast. Yep. So that's basically what you give it. a brand the unknown. It will try to solve it. Yeah, exactly. And it will overlay stuff that it knows on top of it. There's a stand-up comedian who does this incredible bit where he um, he does misheard rock lyrics. And he tells you what the rock lyric, you know, he tells you a different. Um, Is that the British guy? Yeah. Yeah. We, Have you seen it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. We've had it for years. Yeah. Yeah. Steve brought it over, oh God, 10 years ago. And once he tells you what the, you know, what he wants yeah. you to think the lyric is, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. It's incredible. So there you go. Hey, you believe in population explosion? No, I don't. You don't? No. Half of the half or more than half of all humans ever born are still alive today. Okay, fair. It's false. This yeah. is a myth that is probably perpetuated by eugenistics and other people who believe the planet should be saved uh, for by for by population control. Uh, this is not a new myth. Back in 1798, uh, Thomas Malathus predicted that the population would surpass the world's full supply by 1800s. <laughs> we made it. The Population Re Reference Bureau estimates that the Earth held over 106 billion humans throughout history. 106 billion. Uh, with the current world population of over 6 billion. That is roughly 6%, and a little less, actually, uh, those that are still alive, significantly lower than the 50% that is quoted. What's perhaps more frightening is the fact that many nations today are not producing enough children to replenish the population. In other words, many countries are suffering from negative birth rates. I'm willing to fix that, by the way. Want <laughs> <laughs> to help out? <laughs> got to do it. You got to do it. I'm just trying to find out this, and I'm trying to find out whether it's a myth or not. They talk about the world's population at a certain density could fit in the state of Texas. Oh, God. That's yeah. what I mean. Where, where do they come up with this stuff? Yeah. They they take a statistic, probably, and then they, they take it and they fit it to thing. I don't know. It's it's weird. Uh, let's see. This is um, improbable.com. Teach lessons. Students sometimes complain that facts are dull. These facts are supplied by Population Research Institute. It describes itself as a nonprofit research and educational organization. Oh, yeah. Um, they stated, did you know the whole, whole world's population could fit in the state of Texas? As amazing as it may seem, the entire population of the world housed in the U.S. state of Texas and very comfortably indeed with each person. Not anymore. Enjoying a living far in excess of uh, now that is available to all, but the most none to the mo most wealthy. Consider these facts: the land area of Texas is 262,000 square miles. The UN estimates the world population uh, are about six billion, converting square miles to square feet. <laughs> Remember to multiply by uh, 5,280 per, per mile twice and dividing the world's population. One readily finds that there are more than 1,217 square feet per capita. There you go. If you stuck everybody in Texas. Yeah, but we get some biggins here in the United States. <laughs> a family of five could thus occupy more than 6,085 square feet of living space. Even in Texas, that's a mansion. <laughs> See? It's not bad. 
Nope. No. Well, what percentage of, um, you know, people are always astounded by what percentage of the United States has developed and it's single digits. Oh it? yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. It's like 5%. Now there's a thing that I heard and I can't prove it now because I have no idea where it came from. It could be just a thing, but I heard there are parts of Maine that have never actually been explored because no humans ever that we know of has ever uh, stepped in. Yeah. About 20 minutes outside of Portland. <laughs> <laughs> That no human There are other in. places that no human wants to step on too. <laughs> but it, listen, just fly here from, you know, from Texas yeah. or from the yeah. south, and fly up the Appalachian Trail, and all you see is woods. Yeah. Land in New Hampshire, all you see is woods. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're not. Yeah, I, I know there's New York City, and I know there's Chicago and all that stuff, but we're not exactly living on top of each other on mm. this planet. No. Unless you live down the beach. <laughs> well, we're living on on top of each other there. That's for sure. <laughs> Anyway, uh, where was I? Anyway, I had something. All right, so you know, you you heard of deja vu, right? Yes. And you heard that you have premonitions. You know, psychics talk about premonitions, and you know, I, I've seen something, even though you know I've, I've never been there or whatever. Right. Well, there is a thing called cryptotonesia, which uh, is plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cryptotonesia is a term used to refer a memory bias in which a person sees something, forgets what they saw, and then recreates it at a later date, thinking it is original. Or they've deja vu, oh, yeah. which is really either that or they are darn good excuse when they get caught. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little pun there. No, stuff, you could see how you could pick up something that would linger in your mind for a while and then come back as an original, quote-unquote, original idea. So just to, just to give a, a um, example, is you and I are, are pretty curious people. Yes. Right? And we, we, we read, watch, see a lot of things, right, that, yep. that intrigue us. Useless stuff, too. A lot of useless stuff that nobody else would really think about. Right. And we'll come up and we'll bring them up. And and we've probably brought them up in the show before. Right. Yep. But it's sometimes it's like a new topic or, or then, you know, like we, we, you, that thing that I mentioned about. Uh, I can't even remember what I was. Yeah, I know. Just like a, a few minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you that you told. Me, oh, yeah. About yeah. the father's signal had traveled in, in space. Right? right. Yes. Now, I had no clue where that came from, but I, I knew I had it. Right. And it came out and it was you. So, right. you know, it's like that. But so that impressions in our minds and a lot of times we have things like i forgot it came from you sure and uh well another example um on the next generation show we were talking about weird stuff as usual and uh we were talking about this this elf that uh it's it's a statue of an elf taking a crap okay that they in peace the town in spain they put it in the activity sets it's it's part of their nativity. All right. And I thought it came from the morning show, right? Yep. And it didn't. I realized that much later that I had seen it somewhere else. Right. And But it, that's what I mean. We get these, because you and I see so much, we, we were so curious about things. And we, sometimes we, we forget the source of it. Uh, right. Or, um, oh, yeah. I never, I almost never remember the source. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, we, we, Remember information, you know, explain like me and my work, uh, names. I can't remember names or dates or stuff like that. That's I can't remember that stuff. But see, that's what we can. don't know about the brain. We don't know how we access memory. <laughs> no, there's just too much shit in my brain. That's <laughs> yeah, the problem. That's right. <laughs> access memory. I hear that. They actually they know quite a bit about the brain. I, I kind of disagree with you, but that's all right. I mean, still there's there's plenty more to know. Right. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the point. I mean, yeah, we're getting down with debating over percentages. I yeah, don't know, I know. I don't know it's, what that means. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you, you got you to gotta draw lines. But in science in general, it's like this whole thing about we're so arrogant about what we know in science in general and, you know, trust the science and we're drawing these conclusions. Like, we don't know much. I mean, think about where we were 50 years ago and what we thought we knew. Yeah. And 50 years from now, we're going to laugh at some of the things we believe to be true now, especially when the aliens show up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I, I there are certain things that 
I mean, it's, to me, it would be difficult to change like binaries. I mean, everything can be converted to a zero and a plus. I mean, a zero and a one, zero and a one, right? Yep. By the way, somebody actually believes that's sexist now. Binaries? And binaries are sexist. Uh, yeah. well, so Because gender is binary. Or I, I have no idea. They don't, they're trying to resist the idea that binary, that gender is binary. I have no idea. Yeah. But Everything's objectionable now. So. Oh, God, is it ever. Anyway. So five senses. We, we were just talking about the brain and, and the senses and everything, right? Yes. Uh, we have five senses. Sight, hearing, touch, and taste. Traditionally, humans were uh, considered to have five senses. Traditionally. What most people don't know is that the number is never really considered to be the full count. Otherwise, the five senses. We have other senses? Yes. Okay. Historically, we include uh, internal senses, such as imagination, memory, common sense, not to be confused with uh, other areas of the brain. Well, stretching the definition, isn't it? And estimated estimate, estimated power. In modern, in modern times, some scientists have gone so far to say we have 21 senses. Okay. Again, depending on how you define the term. Sorry, senses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we take in stimulus through five organs, you know, through five senses. Or six, some believe. Because <laughs> we only use 10% of our brain. Because we only use 10% <laughs> of our brain, right. Because of the aliens populated. What were some Europe. of the other senses that we don't count as senses? Uh, common sense. I believe that. <laughs> That's lacking in so many people. We don't take in stimulus via common sense, though. The senses are about taking in stimulus. We do it. In, well, you kind of you kind of talked five about, ways. You, you kind of talked about it, making decisions and everything else. Where's that come from? So, it, but it that's could be a sense. That's the result of that's the result of processing the stimulus. It's not collecting stimulus. The senses collect stimulus. Making decisions, stuff like that, is what you do with what you collect with the five is, senses. We have the ability to do it, but the... It's not a, that's a skill, not a sense. Exactly. That's what I was going to get yeah. to. And and why some people can't make decisions is is if you go back, you can find the, the reasons why uh, that particular, you know, it could be environment, could be uh, DNA, could be upbringing, who knows. I, you know, but there are reasons that some people can't make this. There are some reasons why I can't remember names. Um, what they are is, is, you know, who knows? I mean, that's, I don't, yeah. I'm no brain scientist or psychologist or psychiatrist. God, they would love to get me down. Well, all of the, um, all of the, eh. Everything that has to do with humanity, I, I believe, and this is oversimplifying, I understand, but it's about attenuating focus. Everything is about attenuating focus. And the fact is you and I don't remember names. We don't focus on the names when we're taking in that stimulus. When we're meeting somebody for the first time, we're looking at other things that swamp our our uh, desire to remember somebody's name. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're assessing fight or flight. We're assessing the person that we're meeting for the first time. We're going through a lot of things. Could that, be multitasking at the same time, quite frankly. We're you doing know, several you, things. You might find, yeah. you might want to be somewhere else doing something else, and, and you're thinking about that, then meeting this person or, or whatever. Right. And, and you, you same like watching the show where, uh, or, or a documentary, you, you might get involved in the particular uh, right. thing they're talking about, but not remember the, you know, the, the dates of the times because you're not really at that point in time really think about that. You're thinking about the, the overall. My girlfriend, my girlfriend doesn't get it. She sits here and we'll, we'll watch a Seinfeld episode. She goes, what year was that? I goes, I don't pay any attention to this stuff. No, I, no, no, some people care and that's fine. And, you know, her, her thing is based on fashions and stuff like that. And she, oh my she's God. really good at pinning time periods. Yeah, like she'll, which is good. Yeah. But it's like, it's just not part of my focus i'm just not you know at, at our red light seances we we have uh, sue brown who uh is pretty much a costume costume costumeer costumeer how do you say it somebody who makes costumes uh, costumeer okay costumeer well yeah, someone who makes costumes yeah how I which say is it. really great because a yeah. lot of times when we do seances uh, uh leslie or someone will describe that the person what they look like and we can tell what they're wearing 
and we were able to get a time period from, um, you know, Sue because she's aware of particular clothes on certain time periods and stuff like that, which is is great, you know, to have in that. Did I ever tell you about uh, Wilhelm Schütz? No, no, I don't think so. No, the character. No, it's it's. Uh, we had a séance one time, and uh, the red light séance, and we connected with this guy who came over. I forget where. I think it was Germany, um, and he came through Ellis Island, and his name was Wilhelm, and he started spelling the name out. And before we got it out, I said Schütz. And they they laughed, and uh, it, it was, by the time it was spelled out, it was shits. Hmm. So we were able to, from the information, get Jim. Jim was monitors the, the seances and and looks up information for us uh, along the way. And he was able to go into the Ellis Island, and there was Wilhelm Shits. Wow. Yeah. So he uh, actually came through. Now we got that information. Now it was, it, we really speaking to real shits. I have no clue, but the information came somewhere. I think that's, that's what, the intriguing thing. You know? I think that's what mediumship is though. The ability to attenuate focus in a particular way. It's it's like, I always use this example. I've probably used it with you before. You got two people walking in the woods and mm -hmm. one seeing deer and one seeing a squirrel and snakes and is hearing bird calls and they're identifying wildlife and the other one's just swatting mosquitoes. Right. Right. The, the, the guy, one person's attention is only on mosquitoes. That's all he takes out of the walk in the woods. Someone else is attenuating their focus another way and taking all this other information out. And I think that's the human condition, whatever you're attenuating and focus on, you and I don't do it on names. We're, we're doing other things with that interaction. And as you said, we'll probably get other things on our mind at the yeah. same time too. Names don't necessarily, I'll, someone will introduce them to me in 30 seconds in the conversation. I got to ask what the guy's name is again. Or, or, you know, it's just, yeah, it's I, not the way we focus. I, I try to remember. I can't remember names at all. And it's very, I mean, people that I know for years, I still screw their names up. It's just, the way I have it, and whatever is wired in my brains. Yeah, the recall of names. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yep. All right, how are we doing time? Oh, we're doing okay. But anyways, uh, yeah, so, I mean. But that's the difference between baseball being boring and baseball not being boring, where you're attenuating your focus. That's true. The um, the seance thing is, okay, where is that information coming? Are we really speaking from a dead person? Or if you believe in a greater consciousness, are we connected into some type of, uh, uh, we, they have the Kashinik records too, by the way, which is in something else anyways. Yeah, this, that's something I've heard about on occasion, but I've never really dived into it. That's we something should, we should, we should look get into. somebody on, yeah, because yeah. I, I don't know a hell of a lot about it. It's supposedly the records of everybody's life and on the planet yeah. or whatever. But so somehow we can connect in and we can pull up this information. But the, the clue is we have no idea where the information is coming from. Is it really coming from a dead person? Is it connecting to some Akashic records, connected to some, um, uh, uh, what's that word, greater consciousness? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is it just information that's around us that we're able to read? In other words, is information uh, able to be stored in, in, in the universe, uh, for lack of a better word, or somehow, and, and they we're able to access it? Yeah. So, I mean, that that's the intriguing thing about it. Now, do I believe mediums believe they're talking to, to dead people? And, and I would say, yes, that's what they believe in. But there's no way of proving that they're really talking to better. Just because you have information doesn't mean that that's where they're getting the information from is from a dead person. Otherwise, it may be coming from somewhere that we are unaware of. Yeah, the only thing, the first thing you have to determine is whether that's internal or external. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Well, for example, the woman who called us up years ago, I always use this example. She talks about from time and time again, time and time again, she can smell her father's pipe tobacco. Yes. And I believe that's internal. Okay. Something triggers her with a memory of her father. And we know how smells are attached to memory. And, and that's what, you know, we're talking about recall, how the brain recalls memories, you know, in her mind, when something triggers her about a father, that smell comes up. You know, that's just the way it's going. But this external stuff, which brings us to the story I told you about before the show. I want to read you the story. Oh, because, yeah. We, we never get into that. Because this is a good example. This is why I was intrigued by this story, because it doesn't come internally. This woman has no connection to what she recalled. Okay. And it says, this is on a core this morning. It came up. My husband and I, and the question was, what's the most bone chilling sentence a loved one ever said to you? 
As my husband and I had only been married four or five weeks, and one night I was sure I saw a man standing at the end of our bed. I slowly put my hand on my husband's chest and said there was a man standing there. He jumped up and quickly turned on the light. Just before the light came on, the man said, take good care of my boy. My husband's father had passed away when he was 13, and I had not been to his hometown, nor had he ever told me what his father looked like. He asked me, what did he look like? And I told him exactly what I saw, and he stared at me for a few seconds and said, you just described my father. I had yet to tell him that what the man said. That was 60 years ago, and I never forgot the chill that went through my back at the moment. Now, I'd look at that story one way. If it was the husband who saw his father at the, at the end of the bed and woke the wife up, that's a whole different thing than the yep. wife seeing the, the father at the end of the bed with no contact, no recollection. None of that is internal. She doesn't have any stimulus about his father internally that it would bring him up. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing... I'm guessing it came up that he died when he was 13 or whatever, and they probably had a conversation or two about it. But I, I, I see, I find that more compelling because that was definitely external. Whatever she saw, I mean, if you believe any of it is external, that was external. I just think it's fascinating it came from her and not him. It, it is, but then again, we don't know was it information she already had and she really right is in that dream state where right. she thinks he's there and he's not really there she's just really basically dreaming about information she was all privy privy to right um that we don't know we don't know enough about the case and and be honest with you even if we talked to the person it would be difficult right. to say because we talked about for sure earlier well, about that case where we we've witnessed something done something a thing and and totally forgot about it and think right. it's new again so, All of these stories suffer from that. It does. And yeah. and that's. But the compelling stories in these instances. Are when I, people... I find it interesting. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm not trying to poo poo it. It's 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 really intriguing. Yeah, I'm not ready like to it. go yeah, down. Yeah. I'm not ready to go down and marry the story, yeah. but it's compelling from the standpoint of she had information that she had no other way of having. And those mm -hmm. are the stories that are compelling to me. Well, there, there's this information. Uh, now, this is. That she seemingly had no other way to have. But, yeah, she... but this information that's. I mean, for instance, there was a one case, and I believe it's in my book, uh, Ghost of Day, about a, a, a woman who was in, in the UK, and uh, she, re, she was in her bedroom, and all of a sudden she saw a figure of her son, and her son, I said, believe, said, goodbye, Mom, and then he died. So she was... Uh, connect. Uh, I, I can't remember the details, but basically, the, at when that occurred, her son was serving on a battleship that got sunk and he was killed. Yeah. So, uh, you know, at the same time that she had received that thing, and Steve talks about a similar instance where a man was in an airplane and the airplane was going down, and he showed up at at his wife's or her mother's, whatever. Once again, I'm not sure of the details. Right. Right. And she saw him, but the plane pulled out of it and he lived. So hmm. even though he wasn't dead, it was still seen somewhere else. So it's intriguing yeah, it how is. this stuff works. We, we don't we don't know the, the fanatic. I mean, it's got to be some type of connection, whether it's biological or or beyond that i have no we clue. have some more pedestrian examples of that they talk about twins feeling connected all the time yes and you there know, are some twins by the way that, that will deny this you know that right that deny they're connected to the they're twin? absolutely denied they've had never had any well, shared experiences isn't it reasonable to believe that your ability to send and receive collective consciousness is. is individual your is. the level of your ability no, is individual. I, I agree with you on yeah. that but we like to use twins as an example of that but there are examples of not even being twins that have that same ability, but because we can right. say it's a twin, it makes it more legitimate or, or something else. So, I mean, there, there are people that, uh, well, there are many cases of, of mothers who know that something happened to their child and, and sure enough, it happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there was a connection there, but they weren't twins or anything, but because we can use the uh, parameters as twins to make it more, uh, palatable for people to say okay oh yeah twins see they're connected yeah. dna wise but you, you know also mother and, and thing is connected DNA that's the stuff. source of my only paranormal story which was around my father's death exactly and you know i can 
skeptically, I can write it off to a couple of different things. But at the time, it, just, it was just compelling to me by the way I was compelled to go visit him mm -hmm. the day before he died. Exactly. And it, it's hard to explain otherwise for me personally, even though I'm, I could skeptically ex explain it. We had to recap the story. I, he was um, prostate cancer and he was terminal, but he was in remission. Mm -hmm. And I, would, I was visiting him every other day, but I couldn't go this day because it was my wife's sister's rehearsal party for a wedding. So I called him up and we had a phone conversation for a while. And then I hung up the phone and about a half an hour later, I got an uncontrollable urge to go see him. Just And I left work early and I went to go see him. He died during the ceremony the next day. You know, and it was like, again, he was in remission. So it was kind of unexpected. And the skeptic in me would say I heard something in his voice. But mm -hmm. I don't remember having that thought. There's, there's two ways you can look at this, yeah. um, Lou. First of all, that you had the premonition or second of all your father had the premonition and it was so strong that you felt it but i so, didn't have the premonition i have to go see him because he's going to die no i, I know that i know that i have to go see but him. he might have had that feeling yeah. that yeah geez i i really want to see lua or something like you know some strong urge yes. to see you yeah. so it could have actually originated from him where you were the receiver of it yep or it could be the other way around where you were the, uh, well, not the sender, I guess you, well, so it works either way, but we don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the, but I guess he could be more of a sender where you were more of a viewer. I think that's right. what I'm trying to get but at. But this gets back to the basic question, internal or external. Did exactly. something, did something, yeah. did I come up with something em em empathetic that, that compelled me to go? Mm. Or did I get an outside influence? that compelled me to go. Right. Right. And, you know, I believe in collective consciousness and, you know, I believe, I believe in collective energy. God, if you're a sports fan, you believe in collective energy, you just go to the ballpark right? or mm. you go, go to Gillette stadium. You understand what energy can do. If you ever played a sport, with fans, you understand. Yeah. 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 Oh, what's the other one? Uh, oh God. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Yeah. These are all, th I mean, yeah. Plus, what's I mean, I, I understand there's a mechanics to it, but for example, the whole Ukraine invasion has had an a, effect on our collective consciousness. Yeah, it exists. It's it's mechanical in large ways because we hear about it in the news and things like that. I understand that it's not like we're. Uh, it's more stimuli, right? Stim stimuli, yeah. right? But there is a there is a connection between all of us. It just I believe it, that, and we the, talked about that. I don't know if we talked about it last week, but we talked about. I talked with somebody about uh, Star Wars that this is a disturbance. The force, force yeah. yes, the force, and and I, I kind of believe that. And oh, you were talking about plants, and that's what we yep. were doing. Yeah, well, I talked to a Red Sox fan from two weeks ago, as opposed to today. Yeah. I mean, everybody's collective energy has changed. Yeah, when you beat up on a crappy and, team. And again, yeah, I know, I understand. And there's stimulus involved, and there's mechanical stimulus but that's, involved. But yeah. the interesting thing about it is is the way it affects human psyche in itself, in, in that where they have a good series like that, everybody's in the groove -ish. Is you're, you're a, right. you're a yeah. hockey player, you know, you're in that zone now. Right. And th that puts you in, and that may carry on where you start beating up on good teams as well, because you're, you're, Somehow you're zoned in. You're in that zone. Yep. We got to wrap it up anyway. So, yeah. Yep. So, anyways, we covered a, a papori of topics here. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of it to do with the the brain and, and psychic, and and some of uh, explaining what's going on. But I have the last word. Don't forget. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna bring that up right now. And so, you got like a minute to get it out. So. Excuse me. <laughs> I figured you could do Excuse it. Excuse me. <laughs> Oh, this is a short one anyway. Yeah. So today's last word is brought to you by Georges Patton. You know who he is, yes. right? Yeah. Who died in a car accident while out hunting. That's right. His last words were, this is a hell of a way to die. And that's the last word.
From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us, good Lord.